on this episode of the AIE Podcast. We have your January event calendar. And we're raiding the bank. Also, so much Final Fantasy news. So much. So much. And we're learning the ropes of a new intergalactic guild system. Plus, we're getting this podcast show back on the road. All that and more coming up right now. Bringing you the latest news from the AIE gaming community from planet Earth and beyond. This is the AIE Podcast. Welcome to episode 311 of the podcast celebrating you, the Electa Yakta Est gaming community. The die has been podcast. This is Mucow. And to your left, to my left, to everyone's left, is Mikala. Hey guys, it's the middle of January, which means there's some fresh fruit and veggies and a lot of water and <laughs> stuff like that in the guild kitchen because I've been a crazy sugar fiend. <laughs> and to everyone's right is Tetsemi. Oh, I need spreadsheets for all my characters. And then some. And then some, yes. And, uh... Those looking on video can see that we are our own guest this week, and we are going to be asking each other some fun questions and, and hopefully getting some fun answers out of them. Hmm, maybe 42. That's the answer, right? Always. <laughs> cool. Yep. So um, with that, let's start with asking everyone how everyone's um, real life has been going since we've been on hiatus for a bit. So we'll start with Michaela. Oh, that's me. Um, well, Christmas happened, and Yule happened. And Krampus happened. So I think it ended up being between early Thanksgiving, which for us is the Sunday beforehand through the um, through New Year's Eve. I either threw or cooked or catered for what six events. Yeah. There was literally a time period where out of four weekends i had like seven things that i had to attend it it got crazy um so we're doing a lot of that and i'm not joking about the uh being a crazed sugar fiend <laughs> i think i made seven kinds of marshmallows and six kinds of fudge over yep. the course of the last few weeks notice she said she made but did not eat yeah <laughs> yeah well i ate some of it for god's sake i know oh, my pants <laughs> reason why I changed into lounge pants um so we're doing that um some gaming of uh, the role play variety not too much just because it has been busy and you know everyone's on hiatus uh besides the holidays though my highlight was we my best friend and i took a really quick turnaround trip to la last weekend uh we went to the uh, california science center um, which is where the Endeavor is, which was really fascinating. But to see the King Tut exhibit, because that is actually over, I want to see on the 16th. Yeah. And um, and because my best friend worked for the state government, she couldn't take this week off um, because it's, it was inauguration week. So she wasn't comfortable doing that for all, you know, meetings and new administration, all that. So, yeah, we left Thursday afternoon. Um, and then set, went to the science center and spent most of the day there on Friday. Went to the last bookstore, 
hit Portos in the morning on sun, on Saturday. I went to Unique Vintage in Bessemer, and then we headed back. So a, a whirlwind trip, LA, but it was really fun. Sounds like it. Yeah, it was it was cool, especially seeing like the the Endeavor and the space the space program against the backdrop of ancient Egypt. I was actually there for when they transferred uh, Endeavor over. Um, yeah, I was actually working at Square Enix at the time in the building next to LAX. Oh so wow! A perfect view of everything. We watched it do its flybys and did it, you know, lots of circling around, and they did some close ground flybys, and then they finally did the landing, and yeah, it was a pretty big deal. Very cool. Did you um, see it go, go through the streets at all? Only a little bit, um, because at that point, what what you did is you didn't go near LA afterwards because you know they're <laughs> they're towing a giant space mm-hmm. shuttle through all of the really crowded city. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There were some really cool pictures that they had of that of that yeah. process. Yeah, definitely, and there was something something about it that there was a Toyota towing it at some point just for publicity. So yeah. whatever, whatever they're making a big deal about. But yeah, it was fun. Well, uh, then. Sounds like you had quite the time off. So let's see what Tets was up to during that time. Lots of gaming. Uh, once we got past the month of December, because, yeah, that was a lot of her cooking, <gasps> me cleaning, and helping pack up things and package stuff. So we had we had a lot of fun. Our actual you know, Christmas party that we throw, the Yule party, was actually for the, I think, what, the first time actually relatively stress-free because you had the um, the warm-up with Krampus of everything that needed to get done. So then you just took the next week up to the party and did everything. So, uh, you know, you had it all staggered out. And so we got to the day of, and it's like, oh, I have to do, like, two, three things and we're good. Yeah. This is yeah, great. It was, uh, yeah, it was the late, least stressful. Um, you all we've had, and we've been doing this party for 23 years. So you would think we would finally get these <laughs> things. Yeah. So that was, that was fun. Um, did, uh, I got to dabble in star Wars. I did what I wanted to in star Wars, which was they have the life day celebration and, uh, you get to throw snowballs that overheated gift droids. And the, when, you know, you hit them, um, there's a random chance you get, uh, conquest points and uh holiday life gift. Um, but the idea was it's a really good way, especially on the 20th, once it started being double command XP, um, it added on to all the other bonuses and I could level up my last two tunes that I needed to, to conquest 300. So now I have the four different classes at 300, which means all the rest of my tunes when I play them get a hundred percent bonus to conquest. So it's kind of a nice synergy that it does. That was one of my goals going in was like, I'm going to get this done this year and not let it lag a year. Um, so I got that done, played, played the new content in star Wars, which was really good. I'm looking forward to the rest of the story as it comes. Um, and I think there's a patch coming. Um, they're talking about uh, a beast below Osis, which is the new planet. So I think that's the lair boss that they're talking about. So that's going to be fun. Um, and then in WoW, I got my rogue up to 120. So now I have my warrior rogue and druid all at 120. And I'm trying to get them geared to um, item level 350 for when um, LFR comes out, you know, for the druid and the rogue. Yeah. Um, been doing a lot of incursions. I have 
all the pieces of the Erethi Warfront in plate and leather. And then I've got it all, uh, I've got five pieces of the plate and one piece of the, the leather on the Darkshore um, Warfront. Um, but yeah, the incursions, the, the incursions are fun. Um, I'm doing them in war mode on Tet and I'm doing them regular on the other two tunes and it's just a lot of fun. Hop in, you know, do the, do the quests and do that along with the Warfront. I've really got their gear score up because I think last Saturday, my rogue was at 289 and she's at 349 now just between incursions and Warfronts. Once, you know, once that all opened up doing world quests and that sort of stuff. So yeah, it's been, it's been fun. Um, so there's, there's a lot to do in WoW to keep you busy. I just wish there's more story because when 8-1 dropped, I tore through the story. I'm like, what do you mean yeah. wait for the raid? Yeah. <laughs> like the la- there were three of, there's four parts and like you did three parts and the fourth yeah. one is basically wait for the raid to come out. And I'm like, yep. ah, stop it, Blizzard. But anyway, yeah. so Mew, what have you been up to? Oh, all kinds of things. Um, other than having fun with the cedar pollen allergies, and I live in a, a very mm-hmm. cedar-friendly area. Um, <laughs> uh, beyond that, so I guess way back when, uh, we'll start. Um, we did uh, some fun stuff with the family. Um, after the break, we went on a special train um, from uh, a town nearby to our town uh, that happened to have Santa on it. So we happened to bring the little one along f- for that ride, and so he's really big into trains. Um, so it was kind of neat to be on this historical train. And, you know, it was uh, supposed to be di- diesel or steam or it was like one of the older trains. So that was a lot of fun. To, you know, we also got to see that this little old town, I think it was called Bertram, Ber- Bertham, uh, something along those lines. Um, but it was neat to see the little town. We, we actually got to explore one of the little shops next to the train station just because it had lots of eclectic stuff in it. So. That was a lot of fun. Um, other than that, um, really quick trip up to, over to Florida to see family. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a tradition that when you turn a certain age of four zero, mm-hmm. um, every member in the, in the family has to do what they call the chicken dance. Oh my! Yeah, oh no. it's a big thing. So it was a belated chicken dance. Yeah, because um, what it was is uh, three of us cousins all did it this year. I'm so uh, glad that you didn't let us know about that when you're here on your 40th birthday because I don't think I want to <laughs> dance either um, at Matt's Big Breakfast or the Sushi Place or at Phoenix yeah. Comic Con. Either one. Well, it would have been more in place at the Phoenix Comic Con because you have to wear a silly chicken suit. So, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, no, that was a, that was a lot of fun to see the family real quick. It was, you know, it was a real quick in and out. There was, you know, since it was uh, three of us, they tried to gather as many people as they could in, um, there's a lighthouse in Florida that uh, we can rent from time to time. So it was super crowded. Unfortunately, I could bring Mrs. Mew and uh, um, X with us because there just was no room. I was literally sleeping yeah. in an office on the floor. Oh, jeez. Jeez, so, yeah. Uh, yeah, that wouldn't have gone over very well, um, especially with, with X. But, uh, yeah, definitely not. Yeah. Other than that, um, lots of gaming, um, lots of... Uh, Playing WoW, trying to get the um, ahead of the curve achievement. Um, it's a lot tougher this time around. Yeah, um, um, we are. One of my teams is currently trying to get Cahoon. So, oh wow, 
still on the yeah. edge. It's <laughs> yeah, it's it's tough, and I, I'm still don't understand why they don't give something like this to people that doubt it normal. You know why I call it yeah. normal if it's not you know normal. So, exactly. So yeah, so that's what we're battling with. We're we're hitting that wall, um, especially with attendance because. One of the downsides to making all loot personal loot now is you don't have any incentives to keep people coming. Yeah. If they show up and they've got all their gear, they're like, well, I'm out. <laughs> yep. And and if they haven't been around for a while and they come back, they get a roll and you can't stop them. In fact, they get two rolls. They get the basic roll and they get the uh, the bonus roll. And there's yeah. nothing you can do about that. You, you can't control that in any way, which is good and bad. You know, they, they obviously changed it because of, you know, the high level guilds kind of exploiting it to get, you know, money and mm-hmm. just, you know, tormenting poor puggers. Yeah. But uh, the downside is as well. Now a lot of raid teams are having some, you know, attendance problems, um, especially once it gets near the end of a raid tier. So I'm definitely looking forward to the next one when everyone will start showing up again and we can start getting stuff down. Yeah. Other than that, uh, lots and lots of Fallout seventy six. That's that right. What I that's hear. what. That's what I forgot to mention. I got that for, for Christmas and got into that and have been playing some with uh, Kenny and Sparrow and those folks. Oh, if you're on PC, we should definitely add each other to each other's friends lists. Yes, we'll do that after the show. Because there is a way to essentially get an AIE server if we want to. It's nice. yeah. it's not official, but there is a way to do it. So. Um, that's something that we've been hoping for, but they say that they have private servers coming so that we can essentially say, this is an AAE server, come join us. And then more people together can run around and, you know, take out some scorch beasts and other fun things. There's there's (laughs) quite a few of us, a few of AAE folks that play. Yeah. Yeah, It's it's a lot of fun. And and for those people that have been waiting, because they say, oh, everyone's saying such bad things about it. Yeah. There's a very vocal, um, very entitled, very um, negative group. Wait, in Geekdom, that never yeah. that oh, surprises yeah. me. We're normally yeah. such a, a inclusive, welcoming inclusive, group, yeah. open-minded group of, of yeah. individuals. It's funny how that works, but uh, I don't know what it's been going on the last few months. But I've seen this not only you know towards Bethesda, but also towards Blizzard, mm-hmm. and it's very baffling. It's I'm I'm kind of curious where all this entitlement's coming from. But you know, you guys can be all angry you want. We're having fun. Um, we're playing games and, and having fun in games, and it's you know it's I know it's a weird concept to do that, but um, I am surrounded with Fallout swag, which we'll probably <laughs> later just to tell you just how much fun we're having in there. Um, both me and Mrs. U are playing in there. Um, uh, it's it's a lot of fun. It's you know it's Fallout online. Yep. Um, so I've been spending a lot of time in that, and uh, as part of something we'll talk about a little later, I've also been playing a lot of Final Fantasy XIV. Awesome. Um, just trying to actually going back uh, back in the story on an alt so mm-hmm. that I can see the story again. Cause the main story you can't repeat because you have one character that has all the classes. So you do the main story once that's it. So I created an alt so that I can go through that story again. Very cool. Yeah. <clears throat> um, and uh, oh, speaking of which, sorry, I, I remember I also picked up dragon age. Inquisition, yes, Inquisition, yeah, and started dabbling well. in that. So, yeah, I, I, have, I have quite the <laughs> list of old games I need to do the same way. Um, oh, and last night we went to go see Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. Awesome movie. Yes, we um, loved it. Oh my gosh! Yeah, that was an incredible movie. Um, I want to know more about Miles and Gwen. They were both very interesting characters in that movie. 
Um, and, you know, I'm looking forward to all the noises they're saying that they're going to make a sequel. So, yeah, absolutely. Yep. So I'll be de- delving into those two worlds because they're, you know, it's, I think it's two separate worlds where yes. it's Ultimate and, and Spider Gwen are two different wor- universes. Yes. So, yeah. So that was a lot of fun. Um, yeah, been pretty busy. And uh, that long recap leads us to AIE News. AIE News. Pardon me why I rearranged news items real quick because I screwed something up somewhere. All right. <laughs> and in community news. Sorry, guys, if things get dicey, it's totally my fault. Um, this week's community events will be in World of Warcraft on Wednesday, January 23rd at 8 to 10 server time. Uh, we have the Call of the Scarab event. And on January 31st, um, 7.30 server time, we have uh, uh, Kirin Tor uh, Tavern Crawl. Next month's community event is across a number of games, which is going to be Ralph's Amazing Race on February 17th. And in streaming and podcast guild news, um, we've missed quite a few SOTOR episodes, but we're just going to go ahead and talk about the last two. Uh, we have SOTOR Escape Podcast 273, 2019 Predictions. Um, and this episode, AIE SEMA, Max Gray, and Astromatic EPC 273 kick off 2019 with their sixth annual end of year review and 2019 predictions. And in Sotor Escape Podcast 274, catching up on Coruscant, in this episode, AIE SEMA, Max Gray, and Astromech EPC 274 are back to a somewhat more normal show, well, normal for them, um, with a check back on their Jedi class story adventures and the first look at Coruscant. Plus more episodes that happen over the holidays while they're on break. Make sure you check out newworldoverlords.com for whatever you may have missed. In Working Class Nerds, uh, which, by the way, is an adult podcast with not safe for work language. Episode 34, guests Zen and Brian from the Bad Feelings podcast um, join Nick and Marcus as they discuss their predictions for SOTOR in 2019, including Star Wars Celebration, which is going to be in Chicago, and Episode 9. And in AIE Mandatory Fun Nights, where the fun is mandatory but attendance is not, uh, Mondays we have Guild Wars 2 at 9.30 p.m. Eastern. Tuesdays, Star Wars The Old Republic at 9 p.m. Eastern. On Fridays, ESO is at 9 p.m. Eastern, and Final Fantasy XIV is also at 9 p.m. Eastern. Saturday, Star Trek Online, 10 p.m. Eastern, and New Braid starts at 11 p.m. Eastern in WoW. And in Destiny 2 news, just a reminder for folks looking to join, please read the pinned message in the Destiny 2 channel in the AIE Discord for all the information on how to do so, and come join us for the new expansion. Uh, I have the new expansion. I have not had time to play it yet with everything else going on. I think, Mew, you you have been playing it, but you've hit the wall of needing other players to mm-hmm. finish content, right? Yep, pretty much um, and that and just, you know, lots of other things taking my time away. But, uh, yeah, I've definitely had that part where I need to do it a little bit more. Um, I've hit that fun, um, the eye-level grind, I guess you should say. Right. The yeah. light-level grind. To where to get anything a little higher, I have to get much better gear, which means just, you know, grinding things over and over again, which isn't quite that fun. But, you know, it gets yeah. easier. If you, it's kind of funny. If you wait long enough, um, it'll get easier because just more stuff will come out, which will help it speed it along. So, 
you know, exactly. Might as well give it a little break and try some other games. Yep. Alrighty. Uh, speaking of other games, in ESO news, something big is being revealed or announced on January 15th at 5 p.m. Eastern. Some of it has been data mined and leaked. It looks like it's going to be involving some dragons and catmen and whatever breaking is, and a new class of the Manser variety. Yeah. A Twitch live stream planned for the 15th to talk about what is planned, uh, which they're referring to as Season of the Dragon. As of right now, thoughts are that it will involve a new zone focused on the Khajiit, dragons, and possibly a Necromancer class. Uh, right now, uh, the mid-year Mayhem PvP event is uh, currently in progress, so people can earn event tickets to buy berries to evolve the Indric that was obtainable in 2018. Uh, they have three additional events planned for the first quarter, the Morrowind Celebration, the Thieves Guild and Dark Brotherhood Celebration, and the Jester's Festival. Uh, depending on dates of these events, um, there, there will be a focus for the AE Guild on them in the Mandatory Fun Nights on Fridays as they happen. Um, also a reminder that Mandatory Fun Night in ESO is still going strong. Uh, they run every Friday night at 9 p.m. Eastern. Awesome. And in WoW News, we have six guilds, or sorry, six raid teams participating in the Guild Bank slash Raid Bank program. If your raid team would like to know how to participate, please contact Cyrene in game or Discord or post in the Raid Teams news channel in AIE Discord. We also hear, by the way, a great way to get size attention is, um, you know, a left shark. <laughs> um, also, see the pinned message in the Raid Teams um, slash news for more information on this project. And in SOTOR news, we are learning the ropes of a new guild system. Both guilds have been ranking up nicely, and every week they have to decide which perks to buy or if it makes sense to wait and and buy a perk the week after. Speaking of conquest, they want a planet. It's a world of refineries and poison, (laughs) but it's ours. Welcome, Quest. AIE is on the road to galaxy domination. Yeah, they won one six months ago. They won... um, Balmora, mm-hmm. and they won Quest this time around. So great job on the conquest planners for the organization, picking the planet, and getting all that done. Uh, as we said, mandatory fun night continues to run on Tuesday nights, nine p.m. Eastern. On Tuesday the fifteenth, we will be on the Republic side, and the Mega is coming up this Saturday the nineteenth with a night of friendly GSF Galactic Starfighter. The asteroids might not be friendly, but the guildies were. So if you've ever wanted to dabble in Galactic Starfire, learn how to fly a ship, shoot your guildies, that sort of thing. Come join us, Marcus, and uh, I believe it's Lisa will be heading up the event to teach everyone how to Galactic Starfighter. Sweet. Alrighty. Take a big breath, dude, because you have a lot of news here. Yep. <laughs> Settle in, everyone. Final All Fantasy right. 14 has been busy. Um, AAE, Final Fantasy, uh, we are still here. Uh, mm-hmm. Make sure you drop by the Community Discord Final Fantasy 14 channel to catch us up on what you're doing in-game and to coordinate events, daily roulettes, new dungeons, trials, and raid help. Because we know not everyone is, you know, may not have their active tune in the, the FC. They may be on other servers with their with their friends and whatnot, but you know, we, we do have a cross server, um, what do they call it? Shell? Yeah, Is Link Shell. shell? Link, shell. Link Shell. Yeah, those go cross server. So you could still have that up and chat with everyone, regardless of what server around. So 
um, you know, go ahead and, and uh, join us in the Discord channel to get details on getting that because it'll it'll help keep things seeming a little more active because the game's a lot more active than it looks. Trust me. Um, uh, as there is a note that our world goblin will be departing the Aether data center and become part of the migration to the new Crystal data center. Uh, realize this is a game changer for many and it will affect your ability to play with AIE. Please let us know now. We'll announce details on how AAE will be dealing with this change in the AAE website at aae-guild.org slash Final Fantasy XIV when we had the final details. As a side note, uh, those that may still be on Gilgamesh, our old server, um, that server will not be moving to the Crystal Data Center with Goblin. So those servers are going to be separated. Uh, for those that haven't had time or money to, to do a server move, they did mention that they are allowing free tra server transfers once the moves start to happen. So... You know, bide your time. It, it, they will give you the chance to move around. But keep in mind, you're going to have to move around because they will be in two different data centers, which means you can't do the cross data center sharing anymore, which, you know, no, no grouping up or anything like that. So, you know, there's a lot of, uh, if you look at the, the, the forums for Final Fantasy 14, there's a lot of people talking about how they're essentially splitting up Aether. And a lot of statics that used to be cross server are, are being broken up. So there's a lot of hard decisions going on. Mm -hmm. So... It'll be interesting to see if they do anything to alleviate this in the future. All right. And the reason why there's a lot of activity going on is because an expansion was announced called Shadowbringers. Um, there will be new classes and a new race. If you have been keeping up to date on the most recent raid content, you might have a good idea of what the new race is. Um, in a lead-up to the, um, the expansion, Final Fantasy XIV is really good about having lots of lead up patches, not just patches after uh, an expansion, having lots of patches leading up to a new expansion, kind mm -hmm. of setting the stage. So um, 4.5 just came out and is called A Requiem for Heroes. So there is a new story for the MSQ or the main scenario quest line. Uh, they added a new game. They added Mahjong to oh, the game. Yeah, and it, and it is the cutthroat, like, you know, four-person Mahjong, not that Mahjong Tolitaire that we like to match them up and you know, it, it, it's what you see in Joy Luck Club where you know mm -hmm. it they're out for blood. Yes, oh yes, and uh, the Gold Saucer has been packed with people playing Mahjong and everything's about Mahjong. It's pretty crazy. Fabulous. But, yeah, so it's um and it's funny is they put this in because the 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 director he loves Mahjong mm -hmm. and so they I said okay let's put the game in you know he this this is his world let's add the game. So they actually worked with an, an outside company that did the actual coding for the game, and then they put it in. So That's fun. there you go. So um, now if you want to play Mahjong in an interesting place, you know, there you go. Final Fantasy XIV for you. Um, they've added a lot of new emotes and hairstyles, um, some of which are actually locked behind um, rating. Oh, they cool. Oh, wow. Yeah. You have, <laughs> That's you have to rating I could actually get behind. Yep. You have to raid. You raid for hairstyles. Um, <laughs> so, so that was kind of an interesting, uh, twist on things, but it's, if you are doing the current content, you'll understand why mm -hmm. they're lacked behind it. So, um, there is, um, as of the 15th, they're going to unlock the blue, blue mage job. Um, it's, it's a whole new job. It's kind of unique, um, because you can only go up to, I think level 50 right now. Mm-hmm. So they're not intending this class to be, or this job to be N-level stuff. Um, the reason why is Blue Mage is kind of unique. Blue Mage, what it is, is it goes out into the world and you fight monsters. And then as those monsters do abilities 
um, against you, you can learn how to do their ability and then use their ability against them and others. Oh, great. So it's a very unique and very fun class. So in, it's not set up like any of the other classes. All the other classes, you learn an ability by leveling or by doing you know the quest lines and the class. This one, you go out in the world, you learn it, whatever is attacking, including bosses. You can actually learn some of the boss abilities. So mm-hmm. it's a very interesting thing. And I have a feeling part of it is just balancing. They probably don't want to unleash a, a high-level blue mage with boss abilities on other bosses. It would probably just be chaos. Mm-hmm. So they're probably going to have to balance that out. Very cool. Uh, there is a new dungeon called the Gimlet Dark. And there's also a new trial, the Wreath of Snakes. Um, there's the weekly reward, blah, reward limit for Alphascape has been removed, so grind away. And a new alliance dungeon, Orbone Monastery. Uh, there's also a new PvP season uh, of the Feast, Season 12. And there's a ton of new items, house furnishing, class changes, and game tweaks. So, you know, so definitely something to look into. Lots of changes um, with the game itself and also with the guild. Yes. Yeah, awesome. little tweaks here and there. Um, the, the, also, if you've been looking for a house, now's a good time. There's uh, houses popping up everywhere. So if you have the money, you can jump on in. Uh, s- seasonal events. Right now, the Starlight Celebration has come and gone. So it is time for Heaven's Turn. It lasts until the 15th. Uh, so get out and do it now if you haven't already. There is a housing item, and uh, the coming year is going to be the year of the hog. So you can get hog helmets. So it's a, 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 a neat, it's the usual yearly pounding emoji um, quest. So you know, get in there and pound your emoji. Very cool. Uh, also, uh, February 3rd, the letter from the producer uh, will be coming out um, from the Paris Fan Festival. That's the European Fan Festival. So they've done the um, the one here in America. I believe they've done the one in Japan. So the, the final one is in Europe, Paris. So that's where they'll finally tell us everything else they're willing to tell us about the coming expansion. So ex- expect to basically get the full details on all the classes that are coming you know, the, they'll finally full out tell us what's going on with the race. Um, so that's exciting. And that's on February 3rd. It'll be broadcast on Twitch TV, so it'll be easy for everyone to watch. It is at 1 a.m. PST, though. So okay. uh, <laughs> you might want to watch the replay. Stay up, yeah. Yeah, either either get up, get up early if you're on the East Coast, stay up late if you're on the West Coast, or just watch it. Watch it later. Yeah, definitely. So lots of stuff to look forward to there. Um, yeah. As I said, lots of stuff going on in Final Fantasy fourteen. It may not look like it from the guild perspective, but that's just because we're all over. We're all over the place. We're not all sitting on Goblin anymore. We have friends everywhere, and it's kind of a good and bad of being able to do cross data center stuff. Is that well now we're kind of spread out all over the place playing with our friends. So, but uh, get there, get the cross server link shell, chat it up. People are playing. Come play with us. Perfect. All right, so we have a little bit of Guild Guild Wars 2 news. Um, in the latest episode of Living World Season 2, All or Nothing is now available. Be sure to log in on the tune to get that unlock. Uh, the Wednesday event is over, and the Lunar New Year's event is coming up in February. Also, after the December hiatus, mandator- Mandatory Fun Night is starting up again. And just a reminder for uh, Guild Wars 2, that is Monday at 9.30 Eastern. If you want to learn more about Guild Wars 2, make sure you hop into Discord, see what's going on in around the game. We're always happy to have you. All right. 
And now we're to our special question section. We're going to be asking some fun questions of each other and seeing what's been going on. Yes. So question number one related to the holidays. What is the geekiest gift you gave? And on the list, we'll start with Tetsemi. Pretty much everything I gave was geeky and clothing related. In fact, I think, aren't the pants you're wearing, McCullough? They the, are. <laughs> they came from a really cool uh, clothing shop we found because um, I got I got Heather a bunch of clothing. Um, we got po- a set of four Pokemon bowls for our daughter because uh, she saw those and wanted those. Mm-hmm. Um, they're like, you know, the Pokemon cereal bowls. Um, games. Uh, yeah, just everything everything geeky. Even my first secret Santa ended up with a really geeky t-shirt that she loved. So, yeah, it was awesome. What about you, McCullough? Okay, so me, um, I gave a lot of geeky gifts. Um, Ted got a lot of fun Overwatch stuff. Uh, we got our uh best friends some yes um some karen hallian prints um the hordling got game stuff like that getting her ready for kingdom hearts but i think my favorite is i made a fallout bottle cap bracelet for mrs Mew. yes that was pretty cool and that was a blast a blast and then as for myself um much like tets most of my gifts tend to be rather geeky so um, I actually I got a number of Fallout uh, cosplay items for Mrs. Mew. Um, she's actually planning on doing a rather epic cosplay shoot, um, Fallout-related, um, sometime in the coming year. So I've kind of been just collecting all the interesting little props I can, um, such as uh, re- recently the um, I got an actual company does the the caps, actual caps, um, right? Caps. Right. They're not you don't have to make them yourself. That are actually on. They're actually fully printed. It looks like it was supposed to be done that way. Like it was nice. really neat. Um, also got some uh, some mini nukes. Um, uh, the big geeky thing I got for her, what she's been currently fiddling with, is a make your own Pip Boy. So oh, it's, nice. It's a full Pip Boy kit that you can essentially you put the whole thing together like it's in pieces. You know, it's, 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 it's a full model kit. You are putting this whole thing together and then you can choose, you know, the details on it. Cool. So that'll, that'll be a long time of, uh, her, you know, happily and then angrily working with uh, a model. (laughs) So that'll be fun. All Um, right. Oh, and there was one other thing, super geeky thing. So I, um, for the first secret Santa, I got someone a DVD of chess in concert. Because I learned that uh, this certain someone um, was a big fan of Josh Groban, and uh, yes. so pulling from the the old geek list of uh, interesting musicals that we've seen, I remembered that he was very prominent in Chess and Concert. Yep, oh, gosh, that's one of my favorite musicals. And the thing with it is, it can now only be done as a period piece. <laughs> yeah, but it is such oh, this, the, the duets in that in that show still to this day move me. Love yeah. I love all the, all the duets. Oh, I, I loved hearing Adina in that. Like yeah. she, she just has these amazing solos that you can, yeah. like, what do you have inside you that's making those noises? Cause and Florence has, Florence has some of the best, best songs in that show. Mm-hmm. Cause she's actually the only likable character in that show too. So. <laughs> yeah. 
But uh, so yeah, that was a little bit of old school geeky. Um, I guess it, it is what it was an eighties period piece. Now it's an eighty, right? Right. Um, uh, but the Chasm concert was what done like five, seven years ago. Yeah, that particular one. But yeah, it's early eighties. It's 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 Cold War eighties. Yeah, I mean, it, and you know, for those that don't know, there the somewhat popular song "One Night in Bangkok" actually mm-hmm. comes from that musical. And yeah. It's re- Yep, and uh, Tim Rice and I cannot think of their names, but the two uh, gentlemen in ABBA wrote it. Mm-hmm. Yep, real catchy. It was it was uh, an interesting poppy uh, musical. Yeah, eighties, but really good. Yeah, there's yes. some really fascinating pieces. Um, yeah, I think I need to listen to it right now. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, all right, let's move on to question two. Yeah, I'm gonna go and ask this one. So. We'll start with Ted since you just talked to you. But uh, hey, Ted, what's the geekiest gift that you got? I got, speaking of mini nukes, this, uh, if you can see it okay, it is by William Gibson. It's called Archangels. And it was nominated for a 2017 Eisner Best Limited Series. It is a comic book. Let's see, everything, yeah, it's safe for work. So yeah, it's got, nice comic art in there and it's a really good read. So I am looking forward to tearing through this. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, um, essentially having to go back in time to prevent a nuclear war from happening. So very fallout 76 style, you know, thing. So yeah, it's, it's really, I love William Gibson's writing and the fact that it's a, trade novel comic book yeah it's it's awesome cool all right me what about you well for me it's been basically a metric ton of fallout stuff cute so so all kinds of uh fallout guy fallout boy stuff um the uh all kinds of posters i got another one i need to frame uh, but behind me i have the map of uh fallout 76's area um it's take blur. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it's it's all around me. Um, but uh, yeah, it, this was definitely the year of Fallout. So I think we're both of you. Yeah, we just kind yeah. of peppered each other with Fallout stuff because you know, if if for some strange reason one of us doesn't like it, the other one definitely will. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. I think it's just buy buy what you like, what you would want to get yourself, except for the yeah. uh, you know, yeah, any female like, cosplay stuff, and yeah, like, like even even the the coasters. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's I mean, you know, here's a, here's a, here's a, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. The holder, I mean, it's, you know, the aesthetic is very appealing. Yeah. So, so yeah, that's that's been my geekiness. So then what about you? What thing did you get? Oh, well, you know, as Ted said, he got me a lot of really great geek clothes, including like all the all the items had pockets in them, which was great. Um, and those were science geeky, mostly besides like the Cthulhu, like, you know, a necklace and a cardigan with the um, caffeine molecule, um, a dress and a necklace with gears on them, which is going to be kind of perfect for the last day of Comic-Con. Um it's really great stuff like that. A, a, a skirt that actually has writing got diagrams, sentence diagrams. Um, one of my best friends got me a 20-sider, but instead of the one is the word F on it. Um, so when you, you know, fumble a roll. But I, to a paper F for respects kind of thing? Uh, no. Yeah, no. No, no. no. The four-letter F word. Uh, I messed uh, that up. Uh, Again. 
Um, but the coolest one I got um, was from my best friend, um, and we started gaming together when we were in high school. Was there's this beautiful D and D Arts and Arcana book that actually goes through the history of D and D, and then also goes through forty plus years of history of the art. And they you know, have just like the evolution of different monsters through the various editions. Um, and it really is such a huge difference. And, you know, especially because I've been playing since 87. So I've seen a lot of this firsthand, you know, because I started playing with the first edition. But also seeing where all this comes from. They talk to some of the different artists and find out like their favorite pieces. It's a gorgeous book. In fact, the second I, I sat down, I got it. I opened, flipped through it, and I proceeded to then walk over to the computer and order it for one of my longest-standing DMs because I loved it so much I had to share it. Yeah. Uh, but that, I think, was probably the geekiest gift that I got and really thrilled the heck out of me. Yep, and I also remembered I got that from Furt. Yay! Yes. Which is the Chronicle Volume 2 because I already have Volume 1. Yep. So, which... And Volume 3 is out as well. Yes. yes. I say looking at Ted's pile of books over here. <laughs> and speaking of three, <laughs> so what is your geeky New Year's resolution? Let's start with Mew on this. Yes. All right. So my New Year's resolution, which I've already kind of dug into, is I'm going to spread the love to more of my ongoing games instead of hyper-focusing on just one or two. Um, I definitely felt it near the end of last year that I, I think I was spending just a little too much time on just Warcraft and yeah. uh, in, like one other game and that was it and i could definitely feel like it was getting a little bit burnt out um and it's bad to get burnt out on an ongoing game so uh, i'm trying to make a better habit of uh making sure i'm visible you know in final fantasy and eso and wow and uh, you know fallout 76 but you know because that'll be that's a new ongoing game so uh but uh yeah trying to get a little bit more there and also uh, Making sure that I don't, you know, for for example, I'm probably not going to get the Star Wars for a while. Mm-hmm. Right. I have too much. Um, it's going <laughs> to be one of those things where I'm going to have to wait until one of my other ongoing games is on a good break, um, right. and then I can then rotate Star Wars back in. And I'm going to have to do that. I have to get better about, you know, giving enough focus to a lot of games, but also knowing when to say, "Okay, game, you're on the shelf for now." Right. Right. Yeah. You know, yeah. instead of, instead of having everyone on the shelf and playing one game. So mm-hmm. yeah. And then getting burned out and not wanting to do anything. Yes, exactly. It's like a make like a gaming schedule. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm I'm almost close to it. Saying you know this day of the week is for Final Fantasy. This is for WoW. This is yeah. for This is for Fall. You know, it's it's difficult though because I, I raid on a lot of those nights. So mm-hmm. right. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that's part of the problem of of you know accidental hyper focus on WoW is that I'm I'm raiding three nights a week. Yeah. So. Yep. And that's not just one raid team. That's three raid teams. So, wow. yeah. <laughs> yep. Three raid teams. Glad to have you. Factions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Two different factions. And uh, yeah. So that'll be fun. All right. So, McCullough, what about you? Um, so I'm going to focus on some research and some writing. Um, one of the, one of the problems of being a pen and paper gamer is sometimes you have games that fall through. But honestly. Um, one of those games, I, it was a character that's been in my brain for 20 years. So I really like kind of the concept of her personality, but taking something that is in a published game system and something that somebody else created for um, a story 
Well, I can't take that because that's not my my property. So I'm now kind of rebuilding or inspired by World of Darkness Mage, but making like, okay, what does magic look like through the ages? What does it look like now? but different than this published system. What does this character's journey look like now, different than the story that the storyteller was telling? Uh, so right now I'm kind of elbow deep uh, into research, um, looking at like different occultists through history and trying to figure out, okay, I have broken it down to, I know I want to have 13 bloodlines of magicians. So then what does that look like? Well, wow, that list is way too white and European and male. Let me figure out then <laughs> where I can get some diversity in there. Um, or if I do stick with the white European male, why is that the case? Um, so now I need to. I'm just kind of building it all in my hist- in my brain as we go along, um, and to sit down and start writing. Yeah. And you know, and well, also, I, wanna, yeah. No, I was gonna say, and, and one of the things we got for the family, speaking of geeky gifts, was we got uh, Scrivener for the family, and my daughter has been using the heck out of it oh yeah and i know you, you want to start using that for your writing and research and stuff yeah yeah and the other thing i really should do is um sit down and play a game or two i had to do that while on break from work but just with all the events everything going on it just didn't happen so yeah yeah i had her laptop all up to date with all the games patched and everything ready to go and just didn't happen yeah holidays will do that <clears throat> oh yeah all right. What about you? So what I have been working on or what I've been trying to do is putting more thought into the characters behind it. Cause you realize, um, wow, even though it's an MMO RPG, that's really just the genre that it's in. And it's not really a role playing game. You know, even star Wars gives you a lot more, um, ability to choose character paths and things like that. So a lot of the character or head canon has to be done outside the game. So I want to start, um, I'm going to use Scrivener with a lot of my characters from all the games just to kind of build a, um, character history behind them, you know, goals and motivation, uh, that sort of thing. Because in every electronically published game, there are droughts of content and there's stuff that you're mechanically doing in the game system that isn't advancing your character story. It's just advancing your character power. And so a lot of what I want to do this year is you know, build that character story out and give it more, um, the, 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 I don't want to say impetus, but one of the nice things with, wow, at least right now that if nothing else, even if it's not an important decision down the road that they say it is, was the Sarfang quest line that they just introduced in eight one, where the horde character has to decide, who they're going to side with and it's supposed to have repercussions in the story down the road. Um, and, and that got me thinking, which side would this character fall on? Would they just blindly follow Sylvanas? Would they, you know, hear out Sarfang? How would, how would it go? And so, um, you know, that got me thinking about the, the role-playing aspect of the game. And so I want to build a lot more into, 
you know, the, the character backstory and history and actually make those kind of decisions, you know, from the, from the character point of view. So that's my, that's my resolution. Cool. All right. And on to question number four, what are you looking forward to in the new years? That's based around AIE. Um, let's go to McCullough. I am going to look into uh, getting more, you know, planning more AIE and Tadpole events in Phoenix because we have a huge um, bunch of us. I mean, we just did Furt Raid Sushi for New Year's Eve. and Which we, was awesome. We, which was great. But between Furters and, you know, close fa- friends and family, we took up three tables at the sushi restaurant. And like afterwards, I'm like, you know what? There's a, probably about another five people we could have, you know, you know, we could have invited easily, um, just tangentially around the community. Mm-hmm. So I used to kind of be one of our group organizers of local events. Um, just real life got in the way, so I've not done that in a while, and I look forward to kind of getting back into that. Sounds fun. And then, how about you, Tets? Uh, Nerdtacular 2020. Oh, wait, that's next year. Uh, this yeah. year, uh, Phoenix Fan Fusion with the AIE and Tadpool folks. So getting getting the band back together, hitting uh, the Phoenix Fan Fusion, and trying to see some panels this year. Hopefully, um, you know, get the get uh, our daughter and her uh, friend better planned in. Um, you know, actually looking at the schedule ahead of time and seeing what panels they want to go to so that they can plan out their day better and that sort of stuff. So, um, yeah. Yep. And we'll need to sit down and figure out who's coming in when and figure out yes. the, meet, the meetups. And I know yep. Chino's needs to be on the list and oh, yes. plan something good for the after con event. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Because yep. Yep, we'll be there again. Yay! And you know, us oh. closing at the sushi place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, for the after con event, that um, what was that restaurant we went to when we were going to go to the baseball game and didn't? Ooh, the brewery. Yes, yes that would probably because they got those idea. big long tables, and yeah, that would be fun. Yeah, that would be a great idea. Sorry, guys, real life planning here. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. Although 2020, I don't know if 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 Nertacula does happen, Fan Fusion, I don't know that might might not happen. Yeah. So At least for we'll us. Have to, yeah. No, we know travel. You know, money and stuff like that for traveling. You got to kind of pick yeah. one event and do it. Well, not to mention, so, you know, when you when you get a toddler, you have to kind of, kind of have to pick your battles. Oh, exactly. God, yeah. 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 So. So what about you, Mew? Yeah. What are you, What are you looking forward to? Well, I'm looking forward to seeing what our AIE rating teams will be up to, especially with the new raid coming. And um, I'm also um, hoping kind of kind of a sort of a New Year's resolution, but making sure to keep better tabs on their progress. Um, we've kind of ha- heard a, a bit of noise um, near the end of last year about um, getting better visibility of what the raid teams are up to. And uh, we, we found there was a, an actual raid progress wiki page that just wasn't being updated. Um, yep. So, you know, we're getting better about getting people to actually share their raid news in the raid news discord channel. So the idea is, is just to start um, grabbing that. And if the team isn't um, savvy enough to update the wiki page themselves, maybe we can start doing that for them. 
And yeah. then we can get back into the habit of actually, you know, maybe doing AIE raid wrap up, you know, talking about our progress and, you know, kind of getting behind that because, you know, as, as we mentioned up above, you know, we do have a lot of raid teams are taking advantage of the um, guild tab um, to, yep. to keep materials in. And it's, it's very handy to have that tab uh, just for your raid team because you know, you're crafting as a group and just being able to plunk it down and say, okay, let's make some feasts. Okay. Let's, you know, let's get some enchants for everyone. You know, it's, it's real handy to have that there. So, yeah. yeah, it was funny because Hunts says like, "Hey, can you cut me a haste gem?" I said, "It's in the guild bank. Go get one." And he's like, yeah. "Oh yeah, I overlooked that. I forgot." Yeah. So it's just getting everyone in the habit because I put exactly. like twenty of all the gems and then two each of the in agility and stamina or strength gems in there. I'm like, just go get them because I'm not contrary to popular belief online in WoW all the time. Just no, just most of the time. Another game. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, that's that's kind of my my what I'm looking forward to is I, I definitely want to see rating become a, a bit bigger because it's happening whether we're we're talking about it or not. So you yeah, know, let's, let's start talking about it a bit more. Exactly. All right. So I'm sure you've had enough of us yapping for it. So that's uh, the show for tonight. Um, so while the chat room begins suggesting show titles, we want to thank ourselves for joining ourselves. Thank you, guys. <laughs> We're awesome. Yeah. yeah. Shout out to the chat room. Chat room's been awesome. Yes. Of course. And if you have questions or comments for our show, you can email us at podcast at AIE-guild.org. You can follow us on Twitter. The show is at AIE Podcast. That's the best way to find out when we're going live. Mew is at The Mew Cow. I am at Cyberwave. And Tet is at Ivory Tiger. We recorded live with video in theory every other Sunday at 8 Eastern, 5 Pacific. You can join the chat room and play along with us at our website, um, AIE-Guild.org, podcast-live-stream. And our Discord server is for chat is uh, bit.ly.ai. Um, slash AIE podcast discord our theme of course was composed by the amazing Andrew Allen follow him at keys with soul or visit his website keyswithsoul.com and now it's time to play all of the great AIE member segments we received this week including overly dramatic news by Accuzod overly Yes, overly dramatic news from Hunts the Wind. And ask Buxley, who's been in the chat room, keeping us entertained during the show. So, yes, we we got an Accuzod ODN, we have a Hunts ODN, and we have an Ask Buxley. Nice. Yep. And as soon as they give us an alt-friendly patch, then Altitus will be returning. Wonderful. So, uh, until next time, um, we will be talking with Cyrene in WoW. So, AIE, this is Mucow. This is Makala. This is Tatsemi. And this has been the AIE Podcast. Goblin engineers invent a new weapon. It's the overly dramatic news. This is Accusa. Goblin engineers announced this week the creation of a new weapon to aid our boys in green in fighting and hand-to-hand combat. We spoke to Torch Rocket Hammerthumb, head of the Ogremar Tinkers League, about their new invention. So Frank had this idea of creating a really long arrow that you didn't have to shoot for orc soldiers that couldn't handle a bow. He called it a spear. 
It took a while to catch on at first. People were cutting up their hands pretty bad. But once they understood how to point the sharp end towards the enemy, things got a lot better. The Tinker's League is now working on a weapon for those orcs unable to handle a spear. It's called a rock. For the Overly Dramatic News, this is Accuzon. Reconfirm Buxley prior to departure. Buxley here to answer your World of Warcraft questions in this edition of Ask Buxley. I've got a lot of questions this week and I don't have a lot of time, so I'm going to just give answers out. When I call out your name, I'm going to give you your answer. This answer is for trigonosis. The reason his beard is green is that he doesn't wash it. The reason he has antlers is because he once headbutted an elk and they got stuck that way. This answer is for angioplasty. If you don't like the fish repeating themselves, just move on to the next fishing spot. Trout nose, your answer is, that's because gnomes like skydiving pretty much more than anything else in the world. They're just not good at ground landing. So wear some really good boots. Ingersoll, your answer is five times a day. Sometimes six times a day. Well, hardly ever more than 20. Oh, okay, once up to 60, and the record is 87. But that guy spent the next month in a hospital suspended in water. Kubla, Kubla, this is your answer. Yes, always pick the better one. You'll do better in battle. You'll find questing a lot easier, not to mention you'll become a better cook. Randolph, yes, most of the time. Mortimer, no, hardly ever. Billy Ray, absolutely. Stuff like that happens to me all the time, too. And finally, Maximilian, this is your answer. Hold it right up to the light. If it's got a picture of an orc during battle with a human with a thousand screaming tarns on one side and a thousand screaming gnomes on the other side, all bathed in blue with white overlays and a background of clouds and music coming out of both ends, it's definitely a fake. Get rid of it as soon as possible. Thanks for your questions! If you'd like to know what I've been up to every day, follow Ask Buxley on Twitter. If you like the segment, please take the time and rate it on iTunes. Time is money, friend! To ensure a good catch in trust, they trust. It's the Overly Dramatic News. I'm Hunts the Wind. With the Wintervale holiday season drawing to a close, the Cool Turin fishing fleet has begun preparations for the annual Midnight Salmon Run on the western shores of Tiergard Sound. These fish are so valuable that fisherfolk will go to some pretty strong measures to increase their catch. I've spent some of the holiday break hanging out in some dockside Boralis bars, and a common story is that there is a group of boat captains who depart a few days early and travel to an ancient Drust religious site on the coast near Carver's Harbor. Once there, they spread their trawling gear on the massive stone blocks at the center of the area and beseech the spirits of the Drust to grant them a bountiful catch. Now, the people of Kulteris generally aren't as religious as those in Stormwind, but the fact that this unusual blessing ceremony is kept to the realm of rumors suggests that the ruling families would find it sacrilegious. Or perhaps it's a matter of competitive advantage. Either way, it goes to show that when it comes to filling their holds with the sea's bounty, some fisherfolk are willing to dabble in some alternative religious rites. Broadcasting across all Azeroth, I'm Hunts the Wind. Check out the archives at OverlyDramaticNews.com or follow me on Twitter at Hunts the Wind.
This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Get more at frogpants.com.